Welcome to another episode of Rewind and Reconsider, where we rewind your favorite childhood movie and rewatch them. I am your host, Mia Fagan, and join always is my husband, Harrison Fagan. How are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch basically the same movie as far <laughs> as my recollection goes. So if you don't already know, we are on a Disney princess movie marathon, and our second movie in the list is Cinderella. Um, if it was like a Disney Queen marathon, we, we could call it like Matriarch Madness, but I'm not oh. sure that we have a good one for princesses. Yeah, that's a good know. one. But oh well. Anyways, um, have you watched Cinderella? I'm not quite sure if you have. Yeah, I, I've seen most of these movies when I was a child. Okay, yeah. but do you remember watching Because you got to remember, there were less options for kids back then. So it's like your parents yeah. pretty much would just show you every Disney movie at least back once. Back in the that, 1960s. That bottom, like, bottom like two hours of not having to pay attention to you. <laughs> yeah, was it on VHS? Because mine was on VHS. Yeah. Anyways. You um, know I'm older than you, right? So if you watched it on VHS, it's probably likely Then you watched it I on LaserDisc. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I we also... Had to, we had to hand crank it ourselves, exactly. like... You had, to make the, you had to make the noises, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Me and my brothers all learned how to play instruments to get through Star Wars. I honestly... I, I have watched it, but I honestly don't really remember this being my favorite. I mean, I certainly don't remember it being my favorite. Um, I was a Lion King guy. You were a Lion King guy. Lion King I Aladdin. don't think you Those were... Those were my movies. Well, I mean, that's one Disney Oh, and 101 such. Dalmatians. Really? Yeah. But mostly Lion King. That's good. Lion King was my Disney go-to. I feel like we are the product of the 90s, so most of the 90s... Only real 90s kids know. Most of the 90s Disney movies is what we gravitate towards. But, yeah. you know, this could change our mind. Maybe this will be a little bit different um, than Snow White. Maybe, I feel like this is a little bit more of a plot and a little bit more tension here because she loses her shoe and there's a whole, like, midnight scene and stuff like that, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know that this is the movie where she loses her shoe and uh, <laughs> the guy... said that. <laughs> the guy finds it and she's like, oh, you found my shoe? I've never had a man be so kind to me. Yeah. All right, we're married now. Yeah. Well, you know. And, but you get the stepsisters. The evil stepsisters. Remember those two? And then the evil stepmother. Yeah. I feel like they have more of a prominent villain role in this movie. But we'll see. So, um, two for two on women being the villain so far. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is a very, that very, very common with Disney princess movies, if you are going to realize that pretty soon. Um, do you think this movie's going to hold up? No. Mm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, Snow White didn't really, so I'm not I think super Snow optimistic. Snow White held, held up as a... Animation-wise. Animation-wise. Yeah, think mostly. This, yeah. I think this will hold up animation-wise. Story-wise, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, we will be have right... Have they done, like, a... Have they done a live-action reenactment of this? Can I'm I... so glad you asked, because that is one of my favorite live-action remakes Disney has ever made. The Cinderella one. It was their first one, and it is beautiful and well, gorgeous. So should we just watch that instead? No, because we need to watch the animated. Should we watch both and then compare them? Oh, do you want to? Yeah, sure. Why not? Really? Yeah. You're going to subject yourself to two Cinderella movies. Yeah, I'll get past it. Babe, you're going to you're going to go through half of the animated one. You're going to be like, "I'm done. I want to move on already." Well, we could do it like we could do it What do you other... want to do it at the same time? <laughs> no. Other half style where we watch the first half of the animated one and then I watch the second half of the live action one. And then we try to meet in the middle. No, because I don't want to get copyrighted. <laughs> uh, anyways, we will be right back. And depending on what we decide, maybe we'll watch the live action. It'll be a surprise for those of you that stick around for the next 20 seconds, uh, <laughs> you know, before the break. All 
right, and we are bippity boppity back. And Mia, before we get into our thoughts on this movie, you have graciously volunteered to do the 60 second summary, even though I think technically like I'm less familiar with this movie, but you have graciously stepped in and you're not going to make me summarize all of these. And I just want you to know that I appreciate you. I'm taking one for the team. Thank you. All right. Are you ready to go? Yes. Okay, so we start off, it's a girl who has a dad, and then um, the dad gets married to another woman who also has two other daughters from another marriage, so that's the step family, and then then the dad mysteriously dies, and then the uh, girl, whose name is Cinderella, obviously, she becomes the slave of the stepmother and the stepdaughters, um, doing all their chores and stuff like that. Also, she has, like, mice friends and bird friends, because I think there's something a little bit off about her. Um, And then the prince of the land is like, I don't want to get married. And then the dad's like, yes, you are. We're going to put on a ball, and you're going to find a girl, you're going to marry her that day. So then uh, they go get the ball invitation, um, the stepmother and stepdaughters, and uh, Cinderella's like, I want to go. And they're like, haha, bitch, no, you don't want to, because you're too poor. And so then a fairy godmother appears, and she's like, Cinderella, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to give you a dress and everything and shoes, but you have to be back by midnight or it's all going to fall apart. She's like, cool, I'm going to go to the ball. So she goes and then she falls in love with the prince and then she comes back, but then she loses her shoe. And then the prince is like, I can't find her. I need to find her. So we'll have a shoe and then we'll send it out to the land and everyone can try on the shoe because, you know, it's only one size. And so the stepdaughters try to get it. And then Cinderella's like, ah, my foot fits in the shoe. I am your lover. And then they get married. One minute, 13 seconds. All right. Well, you know, I wanted to fit everything in. Yeah. So. No. I mean, what's funny is it just the, just to touch on that last part just for one second before we get into the movie, it was amusing to me that even the movie recognizes how stupid the idea that one shoe would only fit one person is because the king, it's like, wait, what if the his advisor's like, wait, what if it fits someone else? He's like, whatever. My son agreed to it. Or he'd marry whoever it fits. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, it's not like, it's not like your shoe is like a, your shoe size is a fingerprint. And like everyone in the world has different size shoes. Like, uh, yeah, it's like there are a lot of people that wear a size thirteen. I think you know. I like, think I think the thing is, is that because these shoes were made from magic and they're glass, they were fitted around her foot, and it's like her exact size. So I think that's why it fit in my mind. I'm making this logic up. Um, so I mean, yeah, glass shoes would be harder to like fit on any one person, but yeah, still, still like. Makes sense. N- a little, but still, yeah, it was funny. Even the king is like, "Yeah, this is a technicality, but we're." I just go want with my it. son married. I want grandkids. Yeah, I don't. Ca- I don't care. Uh, so, what do you think of this movie? It was better than Snow White, honestly. Okay. Yeah. That's I it. I think it just had it had more of a plot and a little bit. Uh, you know, honestly, it just had more dialogue. It did. And, it had a lot more dialogue. And so, for me, I I, I need dialogue. Yeah. For a movie. You're not a visual I'm, person. Yeah, I'm not like, a, I'm just going to sit here and appreciate, like, the animation and how this was hand-drawn and, you know. I mean, but, this was also hand-drawn, too. Yeah, but it, it wasn't just hand-drawn. Like, it wasn't just relying on, solely on, on like, ah, uh, this like, is a new thing. Look there at this. Was, there was a plot, and it was coherent, and even though, you know, there were some, you know, parts that maybe are not the most realistic, um, it's like a fairy that's tale. It, yeah, it's a fairy tale, and that's fine. And it just like it made sense within the world, yeah, the way I, that they did. It. Where like Snow White just seemed to just be bouncing around everywhere yeah. and not really have a coherent. Thing. They're like it, Snow White's like this is a thing. Deal with it. Don't question it. Yeah, this had more explanation and like yeah, this movie very much like kind of set up the world that it lived in and like adhered to the logic of it rather than just throwing a character from 
you know, area to area to area, seemingly with no kind of real logic or narrative driving force or reasoning. Yeah, honestly, I actually enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. I would. I I never really was a big Cinderella fan, but I watching this movie now, like, I could see why people would like her character because she is kind of like very hardworking, but she's very kind to everyone. And um, she kind of has like... She has more of a personality than Snow White, She has way more of a sure. personality. You get way more of a sense for who she is. Yeah. Does she have a backbone? Not really, but you know. I mean, under this circumstances... Does she have any real agency in her story? Eh, not really. Uh, no, she wants to go to a ball and it happens. So. Yeah, and she wants to meet the man of her dreams no? so that she can okay. get out of economic... Okay, here's the thing. Everyone says like, oh, she just wants to go meet a man and stuff. Cinderella was the, the original movie, gold digger. People no, forget that. In the movie, she didn't even know the prince was going to be there. She just wanted to go have a night out by herself. She did. Because yeah, if you and really... then it was just a nice bonus that she got to become exactly. queen. Exactly. So it's not like she was looking She was looking for love. She was just like, I want to have a night to myself. Yeah, I want to go out. The whole, the whole premise of the movie is that everybody wants to marry the prince, and that's the whole reason. I know, but she that's needs That's the only him. reason the ball exists. No, but she... That wasn't her initial, like... The, she basically wanted to be on The Bachelor. No, no, no. She just That's... wanted to go to a ball and, and have fun because she hasn't had fun in a while since her fucking dad died. I don't know how her dad died. She just He just disappears. Well, you know, I think we might know how her dad died. Sepsis. Uh, no, I think I think her stepmom killed him. That's the implication. She was like a black widow. Maybe. She killed him for the money. Well, and no, why, because she was, they're not really that rich. Because, like, if you see, they don't have that many servants. They well, only no, have she's, Cinderella. She's a social climber. She wanted, she wanted, like, her, she wanted that guy's money so that she could then set her daughters up to become queen. All right, sure. I mean, that's not really implied, but sure. Yeah, it is. It's implied by their actions. It's the subtext. Okay. Sorry, um, sorry they didn't spell it out for you. This film's a little deeper than you're giving it credit for. I am. Because I actually enjoyed it. It was cute. It was fun. The dialogue between the characters were pretty good. Um, the stepsisters were pretty funny. They're just complete menaces, and the mom doesn't even care. She's like, yeah, this is this is what I got. Yeah, this is very much like of the mustache twirling evil level, like Disney villains. Like, these aren't, you know, like in recent movies, they try to make the villains a little bit more complicated, and like you can empathize with some of their motivations. Like, this was back in the age when we didn't want to think about, yeah. we just wanted good guys and bad guys. Yeah. And we didn't want to think about the reason yeah, that the they, bad guys They are bad they for the sake of being bad. Yeah, they're evil because they want to be evil. Why They're does just... she hate Cinderella? We don't know. She yeah. just well, I have, hates I have her. some theories, but we can get into that okay. at the end. But what's interesting is that in the live action version, the character, the which we didn't watch, by the way, watch. just sorry for everyone who waited seven minutes into the second half of this podcast to discover if we were going to talk about the Lily James version. Um, I they... decided that was biting off a little more than I could chew. Yeah, because we realized there are a lot of other live actions we would. And have even to watch. though I told Mia we could just do that for this one, she's like, no, no, no. There's artistic integrity on this podcast. If we watch this one live action version and compare, we have to do it for all of them. So it's her fault if you really think about it. Um, in the live action, they did actually give her a motive and a background, which was kind of interesting. I mean, she still wasn't sympathetic, but you, you could kind of understand where she was coming from. What was her motive? Just Basically, that she really loved her Cinderella's dad and she was jealous because her dad really loved her his daughter his like actual daughter more than she he loved the stepdaughters oh. and so when he was dying she was like oh do you have anything to say to me she's like I'm right here I'm right here and he's like okay where's where's my daughter and she got really pissed about that 
So then she kind of just held the grudge the entire time. Well, she's got to get over it. She was the second wife. Like, she knows she was the consolation prize already. Do you know who played her? (laughs) That was a joke, to be clear. Um, No, I do not. It's Kate Blanchett. Oh, okay. that makes yeah, sense. I can see that. That's a yeah. good casting, yeah, right? That's pretty good casting. Because yeah, it's a good movie. Anyways, um, but we're I'm talk- sure it is. I never disputed that. I was willing <laughs> to watch this one. You, you were the one that was like, oh, well, then we have to watch every single one. And I'm like, eh, I'm um, not signing up for that. Another thing I liked about this movie is that it's <laughs> so the cat in this movie. His name is Lucifer. So you can already tell he's a bad. He's on the bad side, right? But this was a pretty... Again, subtext. Yeah. Not the, it, this movie was not... It's not trying to make it too complicated for you to understand. Um, Yeah, this is the most realistic portrayal of a cat I've ever seen, I think, in animated <laughs> movies. This cat was an absolute menace and For asshole. no reason. Oh, yeah, no. For yeah. no reason. I think he pretty much died at the end, too. Yeah, no. This How this cat treats Cinderella versus how he treated like his mom is how I feel like our cat treats me like, versus you. Cinderella did everything for him. He like got her up early. He's like, I want to eat. And she's like, oh, come on. Let's go. I'll feed you. Whatever. And she was so nice to him. And this cat just fucking ruined it for her. <laughs> and, and I thought that as far as the cat goes, like the cat was evil, like embodied, you know, it's it's mommy. Um, yeah. Like, and I thought that what it was... What are you was, trying to say? No, I thought that there was an interesting kind of parallel in that you know the the evil stepmom raises the cat and cinderella raises mice as sort of like an allegory for how cinderella is sort of trapped underneath the paw uh, and constantly being hunted by the evil stepmom oh who's now who's making it deeper than it actually is i'm not making it i'm i'm saying i think that that was an intentional artistic subtext yeah, it's just, you know. The, you know, because it's she was sort of, you know, the cat keeps trying to trap these mice and, you know, we can guess probably eat them. The stepmom wasn't trying to eat Cinderella, but she was trying to trap her at home. Literally, at the end, she traps her Up in, in an attic, attic yeah. so that she cannot leave, you know, yeah. her current circumstances. And that is sort of, you know, again, it's, you know, this movie's a little deeper than you're giving it credit for. All right. Uh, speaking of the mice, I... I fucking hated these. My mice. my first my first note on this movie was animation got way better. My second note is what in the knockoff Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> ass is this? Yeah, these mice were. I would never have so known the mice were annoying. speaking English without subtitles. Yeah, I. Oh, this movie could have been a lot better if they just cut the mice out, or just given the mice a non-speaking role, or just gave them a voice that you could understand, like mm. James Corden. No. <laughs> Disney should remake this and just do... Have they James already Corden. did remake no, it. No, but just go back and redub all the mice dialogue oh. to be James Corden. Jesus, no. Would it give it the fucking George Lucas cut or something yeah. like that? No. No, no, no. And no. in Jar Jar. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, they... Oof, they really annoyed me. Like, they, it, their segments went on, like, five minutes too long. Like, it, I wanted, like, at least 30 seconds of it. I would have been fine. But this went on forever. Like, the whole thing where... They were trying to distract the cat. And then they did that like twice, I think, where like they were trying to get past the cat. And then the other one, they were trying to steal like stuff to make her first dress. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that went on way too long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I thought that the mice, like the animation on them was cute. And I can see why like kids love them. But as an adult watching like 10 minute scenes of You're mice, like, okay, what is this? Like over? Alvin and the Chipmunks dialogue carrying like, it. Was, it was a little, it's a little much. Yeah. And yeah. then they speak in this like kind of weird 
way of speaking like they like repeat a lot and yeah. they make up little words for other things and, and also stuff. the fat mouse i forget what is theodore no he's it's gus oh gus. That, i'm it's gus I, I went chipmunk mode <laughs> uh yeah gus gus uh like you know he was he honestly maybe the smartest mouse to ever exist he learns english in like 10 seconds oh, yeah. after being captured in a non-lethal trap by cinderella again they're establishing that she is sort of like this caring compassionate person in that she was probably the only person in the entire middle ages to use non-lethal mice traps <laughs> um and then have the and then she like she gets it out of the trap and she's like no no, no i'm not just gonna free you i'm going to bring you to these other mice that I've and I'm to gonna, speak English and raised like, into ah, a society. I have a shirt for you. Here, put it on and put on yeah. a hat and keep it on. Like, that would not happen with real yeah. mice, but you know what I mean. Um, I think another part of the movie that I really loved was the transformation scene when she kind of, like, came in, like, the... Okay, so the fairy godmother comes. We'll talk about her later, but I think my favorite scene in this movie is when she... Um, the Her, like, raggedy dress turns into that ball gown. It's just, like such an iconic moment like you can like take that just that piece and you know where that's from you know you you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it's such a disney moment and i think it's really beautifully animated and fun fact that was walt's favorite animation scene ever oh i didn't know that and, and also i sort of like that it's you know i mean movies always have like the you know the three-act structure and like things seem like they're at their lowest or whatever but there was that whole moment of she finally has this triumph. The mice and, like, all of her little woodland creature friends make her this amu amazing, beautiful dress. And then her stepsisters literally rip it apart while she is wearing it. Yeah. And she's, like, at her lowest moment. And then all of a sudden, it's like the, the fairy godmother comes in and is like, nah, nah, fam. Here's yeah. this even more beautiful dress that I'm going to conjure out of magic. Yeah. Um, you know... And so it's even more kind of, I think, like, sad. for anyone who's ever had, like, a really low moment where, like, you sort of, you can relate to it because you wish that someone would just come out yeah. and, like, give you something even better. Uh, like just immediate yeah. fairy godmother, basically. Yeah, the fairy godmother thing is, like, something you, you kind of just have to accept because it's, like, she came, she literally comes out of nowhere, doesn't explain why she's there. Yeah, she's like, Cinderella doesn't freak out that she's, like, crying on a bench and all of a sudden her head is resting on the thighs of this random old babe, lady. she talks to, like, mice and makes clothes for them. I think this I is in the realm of her little mind now. Okay, but that's... <laughs> kind of strange that she wouldn't just like freak out she's like do you know why i'm here it's like i'm a little wondering why you're underneath me all of a sudden <laughs> yeah like, where did you come from yeah um yeah the fairy godmother i don't know she must not that be that great of a fairy godmother because she's all like i'm gonna give you all this but it's all gonna disappear at midnight i just i guess i just don't have enough magic to give you you know I mean, she's kind of old I, I guess yeah yeah but it's like come on like don't give her till midnight. She's, She's been through all this shit. Like at least give her till one a.m. At least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, give her two, one more hour. Two. Yeah. Um, or like she can't show up and just like put a little more magic into it or something. Yeah. No, nah, she's know. like, no, I'm spent. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, another thing I noticed is that you know a lot of the Cinderella merchandise when she is in her ball gown, they do make it blue. But when I was watching it, it's, it's not like actually white and blue. Sparkly. It's yeah. like silver, and I think it's a lot more prettier. It's it's silver. It's silver. Yeah. But um, I think it's a lot more prettier that having it silver than being blue. But I guess maybe blue is more marketable or it's easier to see. Or I'm sure there's some more distinct. On that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about all that. But I just found that interesting <sighs> that it actually really wasn't that blue. Yeah, it's really not very blue at all. Yeah. And in a lot of the live action movies, there's like a bunch of them. They always make her dress blue. Yeah. So. 
I don't know, maybe it's easier to make, like, a pretty blue dress than to make, like, or a maybe, realistic one that's actually, like, shimmering and shiny and I guess, like that. but, like, maybe the, the budget wasn't there and they're like, we only have these certain amount of colors and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so another fun fact. Um, I mean, they didn't have just MS Paint. It was probably easier. They're like, they didn't have to, they couldn't, <laughs> they you know, drop, drop, the, every drop it in. <laughs> one blue every time. Um, so Disney was actually on the verge. I don't think they were on the verge of bankrupt, but they were losing a lot of money because they didn't, haven't had a hit since Snow White. Oh. And so Snow White was like made in the 20s and this is made, no, 30s, I think. It was the 30s. 30s. Yeah, I think you said 37. Yeah, so cinderella was made in 1950 so between that time they were kind of losing money and they needed a really big hit and so i think they decided to go back to the princess kind of story because they thought oh well snow white was such a big hit let's try to do it with another one so this basically kind of saved the studio so really the mcu is because of this movie (laughs) what yeah (laughs) because disney wouldn't have been around i guess yeah cinderella Um, part of the mcu uh, what did you think about the prince and then his dad and his uh, consort? No, not consort. Consort does not mean what you think. What does it mean? Consort is like someone who has like has sex with a royal. Is that but not, is, like, what not he was? Married. I mean, I guess maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Uh, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna say that. Yeah, I this don't... is the first movie that, that... has gay dads. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't think that that's what they were trying to imply. It was but his maybe. court advisor. Yeah. General, whatever. Anyways, what did you think about them? Yeah. Um. You know, I, I thought that it was interesting that the king, you know, in a children's movie basically tells his advisor, like, hey, make sure my son proposes or I will literally kill you. Honestly, um, I kind of found that funny. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. I was like, oh, wow. He's, you know, he really wants to, he's got grandbaby fever. Literally, he was dreaming about little children, which was a little weird. Yeah, he, he had his dream where the kids were, like, riding on his back like he was a whole, I was pause yeah but it's yeah, like why questions. why would you want your son to have kids when you can clearly probably just go out and have a kid yourself i don't know maybe maybe he like doesn't like his son and he's like i want to make sure that i have like real heirs yeah and you know prince charming i mean that's basically the only name that we have for him um no they don't even actually call him prince charming in the in the movie it's he's just the prince yeah that's it he had minimal dialogue Almost none. Yeah, and he didn't even show up to go put the shoe on on the other people. He, like, had someone else do it. So it's like, do you really want Yeah, and also the entire relationship is sort of based on, like, he thinks she's hot from across the room and, like, just runs over to her and then they dance and it's like, oh, I guess this is true love. Babe, isn't that how we met? Not really. Wow, okay, so you don't believe in... No, I thought you were really funny while I was recording a podcast. (laughs) Uh, anyways, yeah, he is not the greatest. Uh, they did really not put any personality. He's uh, We're batting 0 for 2 right now for princes right now. Yeah, but yet again, like, the whole goal for her at the end is like, oh, I, I found love well, and married someone. Okay, so if you're really thinking about rich, it. I married rich. I married a prince. This is the only way she would have gotten out of her situation back then is if she married someone. So really, she was kind of doing it for herself as well, too. Okay, <laughs> Back then, it was very hard for women to, like, own property and stuff like that. So I understand why Cinderella would probably jump on the opportunity to become a princess. Yeah, she was just being a hashtag girl boss. Honestly, though. Yeah, that's she's such an empowered character that she had to get married to have any worth in the world. 
I mean, that's how it was back then. And, like, you know how people were saying, like, why didn't she just fucking leave her family and do something else? If you really, really think about it, back then she did not have a choice. If she would have left, she would have probably just died because she can't she can't own any property. She can't probably, probably can't even fucking handle money. She's probably not allowed to. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I don't so think that So that was her situation. And she's like, if I want a roof over my head and food, I'm going to have to cater to my step family. And this is the only way I can survive. She was in survival mode. You know, she's a survivor. Wow, you just gave this movie a lot more depth than it gives I know, itself. I did. I, I respect <laughs> the attempt. Uh, anyways, wrapping everything up, I think this movie is far superior to Snow White, but, you know, I could see where it got its inspiration from. And I think Cinderella is also a very poignant... Well, the one thing we didn't totally touch on was the was the ending of um, the movie and sort of, like, okay, so after the ball, she loses the slipper, the prince sends, or the, the king sends his people to go find the one girl that his son has agreed to marry or whatever. Like, what did you think of the kind of conclusion and the characterization and the way that, you know, the it, stepmom tries to keep her from being able to leave, goes through all these steps. The stepdaughters, that scene where they're trying on the shoes and trying to basically bluff their way through yeah. it. They're and, like, oh, it fits, and then, like, her dress kind of, like, and that comes poor, up. That poor man that has to put the shoes on. I oh, forget. he was so tired. He, he just was... keeps getting beat up and like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was that part was actually pretty suspenseful. I knew it was. I knew how it was going to end, but like having the mice try to get the the key and they had to go up the stairs and I, the I cat the was there. The stairs part went on a little too long, but, but it added okay. to the suspense. Yeah, and so and then all of a sudden she the, the mice cat, finally have their final battle. No, with the, cat. the cat and then she's all like the mice can't handle it. Call the dog and the dog's like, all right, I'm here. And so the dog like barks at the cat. And then the cat jumps out the window and basically falls to his death. No, never... I think the cat's still alive. No, That's... we never see the cat again. Okay, yeah, but, like, the cat's probably still alive. Oh, that cat's dead. I'm choosing to believe that it's alive. Because Baby, I don't it, like, think... fell, like, at least, like, six stories. Yeah, and it probably landed on its feet no. like a little feather. No, that's, that's, that's not how, how cats... it works. Have you seen a cat land? I understand Have that... you seen how high of things Sasha has fallen yeah. from? But we're talking six feet, and like, yeah, the cat would land on its feet, but then it would crush all its bone from the sheer force of just uh, landing. I don't know. I feel like cats are like birds. They have like hollow bones, and just no, kinda, they don't. They like do not land. have hollow bones. You know how cats work? Not really. Okay, exactly. So well, he only had eight lives after that fall. <laughs> it's okay, kids. The cat's not dead. You didn't see it. <laughs> exactly. The cat didn't organ, die. You didn't see its organs splatter everywhere. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty suspenseful moment. I liked yeah. the kind of like, like they a were... meat balloon. No, I like how like they were kind of cutting back to like, okay, we're gonna leave now. I guess you guys don't fit the shoe, and then it's like the the mice are trying to get the key, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what she did, but she fucking like teleported once that door opened. Yeah, she probably she probably <laughs> she just, like she jumped down the middle of the stairs <laughs> yeah. and just landed. She had like a fire pole there. She had uh, the all her little bird friends just like pick her up and carry yeah. her down there because she just like came out of nowhere she's like oh i'm here and then the shoe breaks and you're like oh no the shoe broke there's no there's no like there's no happy ending and then she pulls out her the other and shoe. then she's like bippity boppity bitch you thought and then like <laughs> pulls out pulls out the other glass slipper that yep. she still had but that was the only thing that didn't disappear via magic I, I don't really understand this fairy godmother the... like i would definitely give her like a two out of ten stars. yeah she put all her magic into the slippers i mean i guess it worked out in the end so maybe she knew what she was doing which she's is like dumb because like yeah i guess so maybe it was all it's all god's but plan. it's just weird that those fairy were the god's only things plan. that did not 
disappear, I right? Know. They had to have I don't something. understand the rules of the I magic don't, here. I don't either. We like, d- you didn't go to a fairy godmother school. Did she, did she make the shoes, or did she, like, pull those out? Could those have been... She, like, waved her wand, and she's like, ah, you have shoes now. Okay, she was, yeah. I think she was out there barefoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just was wondering, like, if she pulled them out of her pocket, then no, maybe no, no, they no. were just real. No, she, but no, she, she did her she little wand. She conjured them? Yep. Okay. Conjured them. Conjured? There you go. Um, the conjuring? <laughs> um... But yeah, so I, I really like this movie, and can I, think... I make the case for the fairy for the stepmom? Okay. Can yeah. I play devil's advocate here? Literally, Lucifer's advocate here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I empathize with the stepmom here a little bit. She is okay. No, no, no. Just stay with me. Well, I... She does have two very terrible daughters. Yeah, and not only is like she having to deal with that, but like she's forced to raise a full ass adult. Like, that is not her actual daughter, but she has to take care of her, despite her kind of mouthing off to her at every opportunity and no, still living never, there. she never mouthed off. Hold on. And still living there. And she is, like, not only is she feeding their mice infestation, <laughs> this, like, rampant amount of mice that they have in this castle, she's not only feeding them, going out of her way to not kill them, but she's also teaching them language and how to fight her, her pet cat. I mean, okay. So I'm just saying, Cinderella is out here. She's like raising a rebellion. Yeah, she's like the Pied Piper, like keeping all these. Uh, the, the 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 mom's like, no, no, no. Like, why do we have this mice infestation? And Cinderella's like, I'm gonna sew them some clothes. And then she is instead of like doing chores, which she's supposed to be doing. She like, does chores. All, no, no, no. All she's asked to do is kind of keep the house clean, feed them breakfast, take care of the cat, all this stuff. Wipe their and ass. And it's like, she's spending all this time instead making vests for birds to, like, let them fly around and have little human characteristics. Like, I, I don't know. I think, you know, if, if you are living in this house and there's just little mice walking around talking and they have, like, little shirts on and they're constantly torturing your cat and, like, you have little birds flying in and just pooping everywhere. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of with the stepmom on this one. I think Cinderella had it coming. Wow. Okay. I, I guess you're just alone on that opinion then. No, I don't know. I think I'm going to sway some people. Watch. We're going to get some tweets that people are like, damn, I never thought about it like no. that. Thanks, Harrison. Oh, my God. You're, no. Damn, you're smart. <laughs> um... Anyways. So what is up next? Oh, or wait. Okay. Did you like this one? Or it I did. holds up? I had a really good time watching this. I think I would definitely show this to my kids. In this... all seriousness, I enjoyed this one a lot more than Snow White. Um. Yes. So. Low bar, but low bar. I liked it. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. And it's only. It's, it's I'm, very I'm watchable. You. It just. It breezes. It's like. An, it's like 80 minutes. Just True. breezes right by. It's not. It's really. And you get. You get. Uh, hey, this is the beginning of it. It's starting to get real good. So. Yeah. And I know people are like listening to this because they're like, all right, I need a man's opinion on the Disney princess movies. And it's That's like, why all right. We're doing it. It's like, all right, bros. Like, can I, can I watch this one? And Harrison's, you know. Guy endorsement. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, hey, you know, if you got if you got some little daughters that you know you just got to sit and watch Disney movies with them or whatever, this is an easy one to get through. So, um, yes. So our next it's like Disney princess reviews for our, men. Our next princess is uh, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, another empowered protagonist. Yeah. So basically, <sighs> Snow White, Cinderella, and Aurora, or Sleeping Beauty, as everyone calls Wait. it. Wait. She what? has a name? Yeah, she has a name. Oh. She has, like, three fucking names. Wow. You'll see. Okay. Um, they like, are... in the movie, or this is, like, retroactive marketing? No, this is in the movie. Oh, okay. Um, they are basically called th- uh, Walt's Three, because those are the three princesses that he oversaw 
with the movie. I know, it's weird. Not a weird name at all. I know, I know. But they're like the three original. They're like the OGs. So, yes, Sleeping Beauty. They are! I'm sorry! They're the OPs, the original princesses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, uh, Sleeping Beauty's next. And so, if you want to follow along on our marathon, um, please uh, give us a like and subscribe. I know. I'm, I'm losing it right now. I talked way too much. Give us a five-star review on yes. whatever podcast platform you're listening to this. Which is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or pretty much wherever. And you could also follow us on Twitter. We'll keep you updated on when um, episodes are dropping. And, um, yeah, anything else? Nope. Alrighty. We will be back with Sleeping Beauty.